Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show and hope all is well in the boardroom. Hiya, Dan. Yeah, all good on my end. Uh, great to be back, you know, talking football with you two. I- I've missed it. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie, I-, I have missed it. Um, timing of the international break, though, has sort of scuppered football, really, hasn't it, for the past few weeks? You know, we, we all get going. We have a-, a transfer window that's exciting, and-, and then we've nothing really to do, just twiddling our thumbs for the past few days. Um, so it's a bit of a, a messy sort of week, I think it's been for football. Uh, but I'm really excited to get back going and uh, everybody's back in action. Even Barnsley were called off last weekend for the international break, which uh, I'm not quite sure why. But anyway, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting the football back and, and getting a bit of more uh, routine and momentum behind it. Top man. Well, last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, how are you feeling after the weekend's football? Yeah, look, obviously great to have Craig back on the show, obviously last season, really good, you know, always talking football with him every Wednesday, so uh, nice to have him back, um, yeah, and obviously a, a good show to return for, as we, as we said, obviously with, um, you know, Premier League football back, club football back this weekend, definitely looking forward to it, I spoke on last week's episodes, looking forward for the international break ending, because at the moment, as a Spurs fan, it's, you know, watching some great football, so uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the weekend, and uh talking about it on this show absolutely right that's all the intros out of the way so let's get down to business and of course before we start wherever you bet check first with freebets.com your best place for offers tips and insight and from a social media point of view if you're placing any bets this weekend let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag and who knows we may be discussing your winners on next week's show okay where should we start first let's go to a clash between two top four teams it's west ham versus manchester city and Craig, could this be the first game where City drop points for the season? Is the home double chance of interest at odds of 13-8? to 8? Um, Yeah, Dan, it is. I'm going to go with that, actually. Um, I wouldn't say it's a confident pick, but I just think maybe City can be got at here. Um, West Ham, I think a point's far more likely than three. Uh, but we've seen City concede goals to Sheffield United and Fulham recently. Um, I would argue that City really hit the ground running when they played Burnley on the opening night. But then they've not been really anywhere near that level since. Um, they've still been winning, you know, sign of a good team. Not quite at your best, but winning. Um, but this is a tough task for them. You know, West Ham has started really well, sort of post Declan Rice. There was question marks about what they would do, but, but they look good. And I think they're just going to see this as a free hit. You know, they're at home in front of their own fans. A bit of a free hit. And after, after the international break, everybody's back from jetting around the world and whatever. Um, the, the stranger things have happened than, than West Ham nicking a point in this one. So, yeah, I would... 13-8 to 8 on the double chance. I, like I say, I do think a, if you're looking for a, a specific result, a draw's more likely than a West Ham win. Uh, but yeah, the double chance is certainly appealing. OK, and Jamie, at the same time, they say that you have to just simply follow mm. the streaks. City have got one going. A win on its own is 9-20. to 20. A win on both teams to score, from a City point of view, is 15-8. to 8. Do these take your fancy at all? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I really like. I think Man City will come out on top here, but I do kind of agree with Craig. I think this is one where West Ham probably shouldn't be underestimated here. Um, I think they're definitely good for for at least one goal. Um, they failed to score in just uh, once in their last 14 Premier League matches. They are a team, you know, that know how to find the back of the net. 
Then, of course, we look at Man City. I think Craig mentioned it there. You know, their defence at times has, you know, leaked goals. And, um, you know, we've seen them concede against Sheffield United and Fulham recently. Um, so, yeah, I think with the players that West Ham have on show, I think Jared Bowen, Simical Antonio making a great start to the season. James Ward-Prowse looks like a really good addition as well. So, I think they've got more than enough to kind of, um, you know, get on the score sheet here. Having said that, I do still think Man City will come on top. I just think, you know, despite maybe... No, being a bit slow at times, I think they have still been very good. So uh, I think they're good for a win, but I like the look of both teams scoring as well. Now, Craig, if you're looking at this game from a goals point of view, could 11-8 to for over 3.5 be a good place to squeeze out some value in East London? Um, you've got me with a line, Dan. It's absolutely bang on where, where, where I'm looking. So I'm torn between two different score lines, one's above and one's below. So... I'm going to swerve your question and I'm going to give you an answer, but I am going to back it up with some double-figure odds, so okay. hopefully you'll forgive me. Um, I think, I think, like I said, I do think West Ham can get a draw here, but as Jamie sort of alluded to, both teams have got both more than capable of scoring. So the two scores that I'm looking at are 1-1 and 2-2. Now, it, that doesn't really sort of break down into this line you've offered, but um, both teams to score and a draw... When I was looking down the odds, I couldn't believe that this was priced at 16-1, to 1, which seems massive, I think, and really caught my eye. Um, I, I can see both teams scoring regardless of who wins. And, and like I say, I do fancy a draw. So I just think at 16-1, to 1, it's, it's not a bad way to swerve your question. That's a great answer. Apology accepted. So, Jamie, if you're looking at this from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see it panning out at the London mm -hmm. Stadium? Yeah, well, look, I said, I, I'm expecting a Manchester City win, but I, I think West Ham can cause them some issues here. So um, I'm going to go for a draw half-time, Man City win um, at full-time um, at 7-2. to two. Um, Yeah, I, I just think West Ham have kind of got enough to maybe frustrate uh, Manchester City at times. But I just think Man City is just going to have too much. I mean, look, they, they are a team that I think are going to come out on top in, 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 you know, in the race for the title. Obviously, a very long way to go yet. Yeah, many variables to kind of factor in, but... I still think that they're, they're such a good team. And, uh, you know, even go, going away to a West Ham side who have made a strong start, I still I still think they'll come out on top here. So, uh, yeah, draw half-time, Man City win at full-time. Uh, 7-2 is my pick. OK, then let's go to Old Trafford next as Manchester United play host to Brighton. Now, Craig, the Red Devils were denied a points by Arsenal in dramatic fashion before the international break. Where, if anywhere, does the drama lie here? Could it be the away win odds of 23-10? to 10? Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right with that one. I think I think Brighton are a great bet here, to be honest with you. Um, three sort of very impressive wins and, and one real off day against West Ham so far for Brighton. Um, they seem to have moved, moved on again this season. It looks like for another strong campaign. You know, they've got players leaving the club, but they just seem to find these replacements. And, and it's a bit like a conveyor belt, really, at Brighton, where someone opts off at the end for for 100 million and the next player's put on at the other end. Um Compare that to sort of Manchester United and where they are at the minute. There's, there's two wins, two defeats. And despite winning two games, I'd probably maybe argue that the best performance was actually that away game at Arsenal where, where they looked all right in parts. Um, they're seemingly going on to another off-the-field situation with this with Anthony. There's clubs sort of bouncing around between off-the-field situations all summer and, and for longer, really. Um, that's not going to help in the dressing room. That's not going to help the morale of the camp as well. Um, you know, I just think that, that Brighton, a, a, a club that's doing things the right way and they're getting the rewards for it at the minute, 
Um, whereas other teams, and Manchester United are one of them, are not quite doing it the right way. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like Brighton. I think they've got off to a very good start. If you take away that West Ham loss and give them the benefit of the doubt, um, then I think they're a great bet here, yeah. OK, and Jamie, at the same time, Manchester United have won each of their two home matches in the league this season. Can they make it three in a row or to 23-20? to 20, Or are you leaning towards the Seagulls getting something at least? I think they will. I think Brighton will get something from this. I just think those odds for Manchester United seem pretty crazy at the moment, considering the way the two teams are playing. Obviously, we saw Brighton uh, last week get that big win against Newcastle. Um, and I think they've looked really good at times this season. Then, um, of course, you look at Manchester United. Obviously, they've had two difficult away matches going away to Spurs and Arsenal, obviously losing both. But and, and, you know, even in the games they have won, obviously against Wolves, I think we all knew they were very lucky to come away with a win there. Nottingham Forest, of course, they went 2-0 down. So, yeah, they just look really poor at the moment, Man United. And just kind of, you know, obviously the midfield looks an issue. Um, I think they've lost players in defence. I think they entered the game against Arsenal with Maguire and um, Johnny Evans on the pitch. So, you know, lots of kind of um, injury worries for them at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think Brighton are more than good to get some in here. Um, you know, as Craig said as well, you know, all the off-field off issues that are going on as well. You know, Jaden Sancho, kind of that little feud that he's going, got going on with Eric Ten Hag at the moment, going on social media. So I think as well, the, the atmosphere at the club's pretty terrible. And I think that that will play a factor. Um, obviously, Old Trafford is at Old Trafford as well. I think that could play a factor in a negative way because the atmosphere just seems to be a little bit toxic at the moment at, at Manchester United. So, uh, yeah, I just think everything kind of points towards Brighton getting something here. So, yeah, I, I think Brighton will, will, will come away here. OK, then, Craig, last week we were discussing Champions League outright odds. We didn't have time to shine a light on Manchester United. They are 20 to 1 for outright victory. How far do you think the Red Devils can go? Yeah, I mean, I'll certainly not be taking a 20-1 to 1 on them. Um, I think they'll get through the group stage, but the only reason I'm, I'm so confident of that is just because of the draw they've got. Um, if you sort of take Bayern Munich out of the equation, it essentially boils down to a, a three-way round-robin between Manchester United, Galatasaray and Copenhagen. Um, and even if they're not quite at the best, I do think that Manchester United should get enough points from that to, uh, to get in second place in that group. be a big disappointment if they don't. Um, but after that, Finishing second, obviously going to play one of the group winners and, and I think they'll start and struggle there a bit. Um, so I don't think they'll get too far. They could probably end up in, in a position where they, they're actually one of the first teams to go out of Europe from, from England just because they've done well enough to get to the knockout round but not well enough to drop into the Europa League and give themselves a chance of, of progressing in that competition. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they went straight out in the first knockout round. Yeah, it kind of... Got round of 16 departure written all over it, isn't it? As you say, you kind of get out of that group, but not, not using the safety net. So the progress will be stunted and they'll be out of Europe by February. Now, Jamie, Craig just mentioned the conveyor belt at Brighton. Evan Ferguson is the next player kind of moving on to it. He was ruled mm. out for the Irish international fixtures due to injury. How far do you reckon he can go in terms of his ceiling? Is he going to be the next big money departure out of Brighton? Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think it's saying quite a lot when, when an 18-year-old is making this fantastic start to the season, scoring four goals in four games. And it doesn't feel like too much of a surprise, really. I mean, everyone kind of knows how talented this guy was from last season. Um, but look, he, he already looks like he's kind of making that number nine spot his at Brighton. Um, obviously, there's so much competition there at Brighton for that role that I think it's, you know, what he's doing is, is, is really impressive. Um yeah, I think it's definitely one to kind of keep an eye on, maybe next summer. Um, one club I do know is, that does really like him is, is Spurs. He was a guy that they were kind of looking at when Harry Kane 
you know, obviously his future was up in the air. They've looked at him for quite a while. Um, obviously, with, with the way that Richarlison's playing and maybe the age that um, Hyungmin Son's getting to, um, maybe next summer might be the time that they might start looking at him. So that's obviously a club. And there's going to be lots of other big clubs as well looking at him. He just looks like such a talented player. And, you know, you look at the way he plays, actually, very much reminds me of kind of a young Harry Kane. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely got a big future. Um, whether he gets that big move next summer, obviously, he's still only going to be 19 years old. Um, so he might kind of look at his, you know, uh, career progression and might think another year at Brighton might suit him. And then, of course, we know with Brighton, obviously, demand a lot of money for, for their players. And uh, I think for a 19-year-old kid who's going to have scored... I'm sure a lot of goals by the end of the season. We're asking big money, so maybe he might get priced up a move. So um, I, I think he'll stay another year. But uh, yeah, lots of big clubs are going to be looking at him for sure. Well, let's watch his space as far as Evan Ferguson is confirmed. Let's watch his space when we go bet building because we're off to St. James's as Newcastle plays to Brentford and we're going to look to construct another winner. So Craig, you're back in the saddle. I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. Yeah, it's Callum Wilson for me, for Newcastle. Um, he scored twice this season already, including at Brighton, uh, when he came on in that defeat. And he was the, one of the very few players who, who came in and actually did something while the rest of the team were, were pretty poor that day. Um, he's not played as much as Alexander Isak so far, uh, but I think he's surely knocking on the door for some game time sort of moving forward. Um, three defeats in a row for Newcastle makes me think that there will be changes. Um, but they have been losing to decent sides, so, so maybe their form's not quite as bad as what it looks on paper. Um, but now's the time for Newcastle to kick on and start picking up points, show us how good they are. Um, Wilson knows where the back of the net is, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully take him to, uh, to score on Saturday. Fantastic, Jamie. I'd like the over-under on the goals, please. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about this one. Uh, over 2.5 goals, I think this has got to come good, surely. I think both defences and attacks as well. Lots of goals going in, um, in, in both ends for both teams. Uh, Newcastle, they've scored seven, they've conceded the same number of goals. Brentford, they've scored eight, conceded five. So, you know, plenty, you know, teams with, with plenty of goals in them. And uh, I'm sure we're going to see lots on the weekend. So, yeah, over 2.5. OK, then I'm going to look at the half-time, full-time market. And I think this is the game where Newcastle get back to business. They definitely have a point to prove. And what better way to do it than by getting out the traps rather quickly? Now, much has been made of Newcastle's defeats to both Liverpool and Brighton, but I think the hangover is finally cured on Saturday. I'm back in the half-time, full-time home win at odds of 7-5. to five. So then, let's just recap our three picks. Craig has gone for Callum Wilson to score any time. Jamie's gone for over 2.5 goals. I've gone for Newcastle to win in both halves. That is odds of 15-4. to four. Not a big one, but I think a real winnable one. So, £10 on the betting slip, £47.50 in your back pocket. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Craig, after the start the Newcastle have had this season, would it be too dramatic to say this game is a must-win for the Magpies? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, as long as you sort of differentiate what you mean by must-win. And, and they do need... This is a must-win game for their momentum and, and for the next few weeks for Newcastle, without a doubt. Not a must-win game because they, they desperately need the points. Um, but September, they, they play three more Premier League games in September. They're at home to Brentford this weekend away at Sheffield United and then at home to Burnley. And they've got to be targeting nine points from those games. They have had a tough run. You know, we've just mentioned that they, they played Brighton, they played Liverpool, Manchester United before that. But you've got to capitalise on these runs. Now, the thing for Newcastle is in the middle of those three games, they're playing away to AC Milan in the Champions League and they're at home to Manchester City in the EFL Cup as well. So it's not going to be easy and they have got distractions around them. But to me, the, this is now... 
a run where they have to take nine points to, to really sort of move up the table and show us what they're capable of um, with a couple of distractions in the middle. So they do need to get off to a good start. And I do think they will. I do think they'll win this weekend fairly comfortable. Uh, but they do need it, yes. Now, Jamie, of course, such an outcome could be easier said than done when you look at Brentford, as they are yet to suffer a league defeat this season. Yeah, do you know what? I, I agree. I think Brentford are going to cause them some issues. I've been really impressed with them so far. Um, you know, obviously in that opening game against Spurs, I thought they looked really good. Um, you know, and then, of course, in the, in the last two matches, I think they have maybe dropped some points and maybe... Could, should have got more from them. But otherwise, I think performances have been really good. Um, but yeah, of course, getting a result at Newcastle would be massive for Newcastle. As, as we just discussed there, I think it's going to be huge. But I, I really think Brentford should be looking at maybe being the team this season to kind of cause that upset in, in the race for the European spots. I think if you look at a lot of the teams, the likes of Brighton, of course, Newcastle themselves... Um, Aston Villa as well obviously they've all got these European distractions this season and uh, you know I think they, they're all teams that more than capable of going far in those competitions they're going to have long seasons Brentford they're a team who are going to be fully focused on the league and as I said just from the start they've made I think that they're, they're definitely a team that, that are worth keeping an eye on in, in those races for the European spots but uh, yeah I, I, I still think Newcastle probably will just about come out on top here but Brentford I, I definitely expect them to cause plenty of issues well, Craig, let's get your take on Brentford. What do you reckon a successful season looks like for them? Is it a top-half finish or are you tempted to go even bolder? Yeah, I'm sort of slightly lower on them than what Jamie is. Um, I think top-half will be the aim for them. And, and if they do start sort of finishing bottom-half and, you know, 12th, 13th, 14th, I think they would see that as a disappointing season. Um, one of the reasons being, I, I always think when you look at the Premier League, there's a, a group in the middle where you know they're not going to get relegated, but they're nowhere near good enough to really break into the top six. And Brentford look sort of the best of those for, for me. So so they, they do seem destined for sort of between eighth and 12th, but there, there's no reason why they can't finish eighth. Um, I, I would say that the only slight nag I've got about them at the minute is they've drawn uh, three home draws so far. And, and I just wonder if they've not quite got that killer instinct to really kill off games and, and win games. Um, which I'd like to see from them moving forward. But yeah, I, I mean, for me, if, if I'm a fan, I'm, I'm aiming for, for eighth and anything above that's a bonus. Um, but yeah, the top half should be the, the bare minimum that they're getting this year. Now, Jamie, at the same time, when you look at Newcastle and their top six finish odds, they're four to nine at the moment. Not a great price, it must be said. Mm. Even if you took the bet out of the equation, do you reckon Eddie Howe's men can finish in the top half dozen? <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think they eventually will. They will eventually kind of come good again, and uh, I think they will actually do that. Um, it's going to be tough though, the top six this year, because I think Liverpool they kind of look rejuvenated. Of course, Spurs under Ange are looking good as well. So obviously, those are two teams that are maybe going to pick up and, and look to try and finish ahead of Newcastle this season. But yeah, I, I think as well. Obviously, we we speak about Newcastle and 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 obviously being a difficult start, but. They've played some very tough teams so far. Of course, they had that game against Villa, which they won. Um, but they've also had to go, you know, play Manchester City, Liverpool and Brighton. So it's been a very tough start to the season so far. So that's probably worth factoring in. Um, I think last season they were excellent. I think Eddie Howe was a brilliant manager as well. So, you know, I, I really do think he will turn it around eventually. You know, obviously a lot of talk about how they're going to juggle Europe. I still think their squad's strong enough to kind of cope with that. Obviously, we see a player like Callum Wilson kind of struggling to get minutes at the moment. But I think he eventually, you know, so it kind of shows the, the strength of that squad. So I think they'll have more than enough to kind of deal with that. And uh, as they showed last season, they look really good. 
So, uh, yeah, I do think they will eventually do it. But, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tough start to the season so far. Okay, it's been a tough start for our Longshot Ackers. We're yet to get over the line, but we're going to go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Craig, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's a game we've already spoke about, and it's Brighton to beat Manchester United at 23-10. to 10. Um, Brighton, if, you know, if, if you're happy to forgive them that blip against West Ham, which I am, I think they've been excellent at the start of the season. But the way that they took apart Newcastle a couple of weeks back was very impressive. Uh, they, they're definitely moving in the right direction. They don't let transfers affect them. As we've sort of mentioned, it's a bit of a conveyor belt and there's new players popping up and moving forward and, and sort of taking the lead and pushing this team forward. And compare that to Manchester United, who have started fairly slowly. They've, they've had their struggles and they've got so many off-field problems at the minute that, that that's a big distraction for them. There's players unhappy at the club. There's, there's all sorts going on. Um, I just think that Old Trafford, if Manchester United don't get ahead, Old Trafford will become maybe a little toxic at the weekend and, and the fans will get on the players back and there is a lot going off there at the minute um, ownership issues and many other things so no, I just think it all plays into Brighton's and me so I'll be going with a Brighton win at Manchester United uh, okay. for my long shot I like the sound of that Jamie what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah I've got, I've got another South Coast club kind of causing somewhat of an upset I'm going to go for Bournemouth to get a draw versus Chelsea at 14-5 to um, Bournemouth starts the season maybe gone a little bit under the radar I think they're obviously Unlucky to lose at Anfield against Liverpool. Um, played very well against Spurs. I, I was pretty impressed by them at times. You know, obviously a, a strong Spurs team at the moment, but there was times in that game where they, they were really, really playing well and kind of threatening Spurs. Um, of course, got draws against uh, West Ham and Brentford as well, two teams I've, I've, I've mentioned. I think they've made really strong starts to the season. So, look, they've had some difficult games, but they have impressed so far, Bournemouth. And uh, I think they'll get another, obviously, impressive performance here against the Chelsea team who look wounded. Of course, they got that defeat against Nottingham Forest in, in their previous outing. I think they're still going to be kind of wounded from that. So I'm going to go for a draw here between Bournemouth and Chelsea at 14-5. to OK, then I'm off to Craven Cottage as Fulham play host to Luton. And I think this could finally be the day that the Hatters get off the mark. Not only that, but I'm going to go all out and back them to win on the road. In fairness, their trio of Premier League performances thus far has offered little reason to back Rob Edwards' men. But at the same time, the international break may just give Luton the perfect opportunity to hit the reset button. Not only that, I think Fulham are a team that are there for the taking. They've not had a great start to the season. It kind of it all adds up to, you know what, let's give Luton a chance now. So, especially odds of 4-1, to one, that's going on the betting slip as well. And of course, check out freebets.com for the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League topics now. And next up, we go to another unbeaten Premier League team in Tottenham. Craig, only 2-7 to seven for the home win. Would a home win to nil, odds of 6-5, to five, make more sense to you? Yeah, it definitely would. Um, two Spurs clean sheets so far. And, and for me, this is a golden opportunity for them to make it three. Um, Sheffield United kept a close eye on them this season so far, just sort of down the road from, from where I live. And, and I think we've already seen their plan for the season. Um, if you look at how they played at home to Manchester City and at home to Everton, um, two completely different styles, two very different intentions from Paul Eckingbottom. Um, I think that's going to continue. And what we'll see here is the way they set up against Manchester City, which is everyone behind the ball, defend well, uh, clear the lines as quickly as possible and sort of frustrate Spurs and hope to go away with a nil-nil draw. Um, I don't think they'll get that. I do think that Tottenham will eventually break them down. Uh, the one issue that I've got with this bet will be Spurs score too early. Let's say it's 2-0 at half-time to Tottenham. 
Then I think in the second half, Sheffield United would come out with a bit more of a, a carefree attitude to try and get a goal. Um, so hopefully Spurs don't score early, which is which is a roundabout uh, thing to say when I'm backing Spurs to win. But yeah, it's Tottenham to win to nil for me. Um, I just can't see Sheffield United doing too much attacking here. OK, Jamie, let's look at the half-time market. This could also be something to consider. The home side going to the break ahead is priced at 8-11. to 11. Is that good business for you? Yeah, look, I'm, unfortunately for Craig, I do think Spurs will score only, uh, early and I, I hope they do score early. Um, so we kind of don't have any too many nervous moments in that game. But uh, yeah, I, I just think there's maybe a way. It, this game, I mean, it's difficult to say as a Spurs fan, but it does feel like kind of a formality, this one. Um, obviously, I'm sure now Sheffield United will come <laughs> and get a result now, now that I've said that. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Spurs have kind of earned that so far. Um, you know, absolutely blew Burnley away. I know, obviously, they are a team that struggled, but I think just the way that they were so dominant in that game was, was really impressive and just nice to see course in the other matches as well they've looked really good as well Spurs so I think this will be kind of a, a straightforward Spurs win um, and yeah just kind of finding any way to increase the odds of uh, on a Spurs win I think it's pretty good here um, little bet builder just a very small one that I do like the look of human son uh, getting on the score sheet and you know as, as Craig said Spurs winning to nil at five to two you know we saw human son getting a hat trick um, in his last uh, last appearance Spurs have kept a couple of clean sheets already defense looking pretty solid of course Mickey van der Ven um, coming into the team, you know, slotting in really nicely. Destiny Odoji as well, doing the same. So, defence looking really good. So, yeah, Spurs win to nil. I do like the look of. And, and Sonny getting on the score sheet, 5-2. to two, I, I do like the look of that one a lot. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, especially from a Spurs point of view. But next up, it's the lunchtime kickoff between Wolves and Liverpool. And Craig, if you were going to offer the results and goals combo to the listeners, what have you got in mind? Yeah, I've gone with a Liverpool win and both teams to score for me. Uh, it's 13-8, to eight, this one. I think Wolves look a little better going forward this season. Um, so I don't think they're going to have the sort of terrible goal record that they had if you go back 12 months. Um, and while Liverpool have started very well, they have left the odd gap here and there in defence. I think in every game I've seen them so far. Um, I do think Liverpool are going to come through. And I think they've got enough class to go there and, and score two or three goals against Wolves, ultimately winning the game. But at the same time, I do think that Wolves, you know, they can play too, good enough to score, let's say, um, playing in front of their home fans. So they're going to have to open up to a certain degree from their off. They can't go out and defend at home. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think Liverpool will win, but it wouldn't surprise me if Wolves nicked one somewhere along the line. So 13-8, to eight, that one. Now, Jamie, Liverpool only kept their first clean sheet of the season in their pre-break win over Aston Villa. Craig's offered one viewpoint. Do you fancy a win to nil at Molyneux? Odds of 7-4 to four for the Reds. Yeah, do you know what? I've got the exact same notes as Craig here. I do think it will be a case of Liverpool getting the win, but uh, I think Wolves are more than good enough for a goal here. Um, they've looked good so far in front of goal. Um, unlucky not to score against Man United. I think they look good at times there. Um, of course, in, the, in their other games, scored against Brighton, scored against Everton. They got two against Palace as well. Um, and then, of course, you factor in you know, Liverpool's defence this season. We've seen maybe some issues there at times. Obviously, no Virgil van Dijk as well. I think that will play a factor. So, yeah, I think Liverpool will come up on top, but uh, I think Wolves will get on the score sheet as well. Right, it's West London next. as Fulham play host to Luton. Craig, I've already put my flag to the mast, so can I help you in joining me at backing the visitors to win at odds of 4-1? to one? You, you can, yes. Um, I'm going to edge my bets ever so slightly. Nah. What I would say is, I think the, the, you know, the, the gun-ho approach is to back Luton. The, the slightly wiser approach would maybe to split stakes between 
backing Luton at four to one and backing Luton on the double chance market twenty three to twenty just to cover the draw as well. Um, I thought Luton had two tough games to start with, well beaten in them both. But then once they found the rhythm and and I think found a bit of belief as well, I thought they looked okay against West Ham. They didn't pull up any trees, don't get me wrong, but I just thought they looked okay. I, I don't. I think. As an outsider looking in, I'm not really sure the players believe they should be in the Premier League, which which is a bit disappointing because you should take the the chance you get. Um, they need to find some belief, and they do need to try and come together. Hopefully, the week offs help with that. I don't think Luton are going to get very many points at all away from home this season. But having said that, Fulham do present an opportunity. I don't think Fulham have really set the world alight. I think Fulham are going to struggle for goals as well, and when you're playing. When Luton are playing against a team that's struggling for goals, I do think that's set up to help Luton. I can just, and, and it might seem a bit crazy, but maybe not to you because you picked them as well. I can see this being a really dull draw, nil-nil. And then just from somewhere, Luton going a set piece, going it in the box and one of the big lads going up and, and them nicking it one-nil. Um, I can just see that happening. I just think this is the game that's it's going to play into Luton's hands because Fulham are struggling for goals. It's going to be very tight. It's going to be very cagey. There's not going to be much quality in it, I don't think. I just think Luton might nick it. There's just something about it. At the same time, Jamie, Fulham haven't won since the opening weekend. So in their mm-hmm. eyes, does Luton offer the perfect opposition for the home win at 4-6? to six? Yeah, do you, do you know what? I, I actually think Fulham will, will win this one. Um, I, it's not a bet I'd kind of be jumping out, especially at that price. And, and, you know, we don't know too much about Luton at the moment. Obviously, haven't looked great, but, you know, obviously a new team in the division. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how they get on in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I think Fulham will come on top here. Um, I think at the moment, they they kind of, in some games, have looked good. Of course, they got that draw against Arsenal, looked pretty good there. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think Luton are going to have enough to, to kind of get anything from this one. Um, I think Fulham will get another win here. Um, I like the look of maybe Fulham kind of just nicking it. Um, so under 2.5 goals and a Fulham win at 3-1. to one. I think that looks pretty solid there. Um, I think as well, just given both teams kind of their lack of goals at the moment, obviously Fulham as well definitely come into that. So uh, yeah, Fulham just nicking it under 2.5 goals um, and a win. Uh, I really like at three to one. Okay, we might as well take the opportunity to look at the relegation outright market at the moment. So Craig, Luton and Sheffield United already looking rather short. From what you've seen, would you now be backing the three promoted teams to go straight back down? Yeah, I think... So when I look at the relegation, the, the first thing that I would say is that I do think that Luton and Sheffield United will go down. And, and as you say, that they're incredibly short. So it's in many ways just best to sort of exclude them from the betting. And, and that leaves a battle between a, a few teams for the final spot. Um, this is where I, I would focus, as I said, from a betting point of view. I think Burnley are good enough to stay up. But at the minute, I think they're being far too naive. Um, I don't think you can win the championship, play free-flowing attacking football, very expansive, and then come up to the Premier League and just not change your style at all. I think you need a, at least a slight tweak. Um, now, I hope for their sake that Vincent Company has been spending his international break working on that. Although I will say a, a story that I saw on the internet the other day, a young referee yeah. had his first game. He's <laughs> um, like 19-year-old kid refereeing for the first time. And Vincent Company and Kevin De Bruyne were on the sidelines watching him in his first ever refereeing appearance. I don't know why they were there, but um, that must have put a bit of pressure on him. But anyway, yeah, I do hope that away from that game, Vincent Company has been spending the time 
working on how to tweak this formation and style of play that Burnley have got. Because if they do that, I genuinely believe they will stay up. So, so to answer your part of the question, no, I'd, I wouldn't back the three sort of promoted teams. Elsewhere, I think everyone's seen it. It's not nothing sort of rocket science here, but Everton looks set for a very long season again. Um, they would be my pick to go down right now. But when you look at the others, you know, you see Wolves, you see Bournemouth, you see Nottingham Forest. Neither of them sort of look great and as though they're more than capable of steering well away from the relegation zone. And the only thing that I would give you as a bit of a certainty is I think when we get to the end of the season, whoever's in 17th, uh, the one who stayed up just, they're not going to be a very good side. Again, it's going to be a poor team that stays in the Premier League, um, not surviving because they're good enough, but simply because they're not quite as bad as the three that's below them. Um, but yeah, if you're forcing me to pick now, I'll pick Everton. Uh, I just think they're in for a, a very long season and they've not got much about them. Yes, I think you're right. I think the thing with Burnley at the moment is it's not a nasty place to go to anymore. And that obviously comes with the evolution of Vincent Company in charge. And that style was seeing them getting smashed to pieces at home. So they've had three home games due to the Luton fixture being postponed. So they've picked up no points. That's the only worry from that point of view. But Jamie, they're odds of 5-2 to two to go down. That's the fourth shortest price because Everton find themselves at odds of 6-4. to four. Now, they've just sold Damari Gray to Saudi Arabia's gold rush. Would you be mm. rushing to back the Toffees for relegation? Yeah, I wouldn't say I would be rushing to back them just yet. I think, obviously, so again, so many factors that kind of still come into play. Um, but yeah, they are definitely my pick to kind of go down at the moment. Maybe as that, that you know, that third and final team. Um, I think I did say in the lead up to, to the season in, in some of the previous shows, I really did think they would go down this season. And uh, yeah, I just think you look at them at the moment, there's there's really zero areas in that team that kind of look like there is slight positive um, obviously, they were so poor against Sheffield United. Um, you know, Jordan Pickford, of course, his errors as well. Defensively, just looked so shocking. So, yeah, I, for me, I kind of look at some of the other teams maybe above them. Obviously, I, I think Craig did mention them. Bournemouth, Wolves, uh, Fulham and Forest as well. There's kind of, there is areas where maybe you can see some sort of positives from them. But with Everton, as I said, there's just nothing there that kind of suggests to me that they're going to be even slightly good enough to stay up. So, yeah, I, I really think that obviously they've spent a long time trying to stay in the Premier League now. Obviously, they've had some very near escapes. But uh, I think right now, I think that, that, that this is the season where they will go down. Yeah, it could be third time unlucky for the Toffees. Right, before we move on, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's a game we've just spoke about and I'm only here for a week, so we might as well go big. I'm going to go with Luton to beat Fulham 1-0 at 14-1. I like it very much. Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go for Real Madrid to get another win. A 2-0 win against Real Sociedad at 11-1. to uh, it's been a really good start to the season so far for Real. They've won four games so far out of four. Um, they scored eight times during that that, that uh, run of games. Um, Sociedad, they are unbeaten, but three of those games have been draws. Um, and I just think when they go to the Bernabeu, they are going to suffer that first defeat. And it's going to be 2-0, um, as I said, at 11-1. to And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's mop up some more Premier League headlines. And first up, we go to the West Midlands as Aston Villa play host to Crystal Palace. Craig, it's 10 to 11 for a home win. Do you reckon that's a good price or is there an element of risk attached to it? Yeah, I think it's a, a fair price for an Aston Villa win that. And that's the team that I would take to win this one. 
Um, two good performances and, and two not so good so far for Villa in the league. Um, I just feel that they're, they're a class above Crystal Palace, really. Um, and, and especially more so with this game being at home for Villa as well. Uh, Crystal Palace, they have also won two games, but the caveat to that is that they did come against Sheffield United and Wolves, uh, two sides we've just spoke about not being so good. Um, to me, this is a, a sort of a step up in quality of opposition for, for Crystal Palace. I just see this Villa team as maybe one that struggles against the very best in this league, but picking up loads of points against those below them. I, I think they can dominate games against pretty much any bottom half team, uh, Villa. And I think they'll have a good season, even though they've, they've sort of been a bit hit and miss at the start. But yeah, it's Villa for me at 10 to 11. Now, Jamie, the both teams to score market looks a rather tight one. It's four to five for yes. It's 19 to 20 for no. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I, I do think it'll be yes for this one. I think both teams will will score. Um, I think at the moment, Palace, they look like they've kind of got the firepower to get on the score sheet here. Um, again, I think Villa will come out on top and uh, so it'll be both, both teams to score and a Villa win, which you can get 11 to four. Um, but as I said, Palace obviously looking good going forward at the moment. Scored three versus Wolves. Um, obviously, their attacks look pretty good at the moment. Then you look at Aston Villa's defence. Obviously, under Unai Emery, kind of expected to be pretty strong, but it's it's been a difficult start for them so far. Obviously, they conceded nine goals in, in their opening four matches. Uh, they kept just one clean sheet against Everton. Um, I'm sure many teams will do the same as well. So, uh, yeah, both teams to score. Uh, I'm going to go for a yes here. Combine that with an Aston Villa win, as I said, uh, you get 11-4. to four. Good value there. Let's move on to Super Sunday's Bournemouth play host to Chelsea. Now, Craig, the question is, what version of the Blues are we going to see? Can they bounce back after defeat to Nottingham Forest? Or is this a team that you're not prepared to back? Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely spot on there with Chelsea. Um, we've only played for a few weeks of the season and, and sort of the international breaks come too quickly. But I think already in that short time, Chelsea have shown us that they're both capable of being a top four side and also shown us why they're going to finish mid-table and struggle for a little bit longer. Um, the, the honest answer is I can't really get a grip on them at the minute. And... Um, I think whether you're a gambler looking at games that Chelsea are involved in or you're just a Chelsea fan watching them, I think you're just going to have to accept that there's going to be bumps in the road. Um, this team are sort of set up with a long-term vision rather than short-term. And that long-term at the minute, you know, there's some growing pains there. Um, I do think, having said that, that they are good enough to win this, though. And I think 7-10 to is a, a fairish price. Um, they're not too short. I, I've not really... I'd Bournemouth... They're not really pulling up any trees for me at the minute. I do think they're struggling and it wouldn't surprise me if they were involved in the relegation battle. So even if Chelsea aren't quite up to their best, I still think they can go here and win. I'm very cautious when back in Chelsea, but I, I will take them this weekend. Now, Jamie, you mentioned a Bournemouth-Chelsea draw earlier in the show. Mm. Can I tempt you with a Bournemouth win at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of looking at that as well. Um, I decided to go for a draw in the end. Just Obviously, it's a very small sample size at the moment for Bournemouth, but I actually think they've looked like quite a difficult team to kind of beat at the moment. Um, obviously, as I said, on that opening day of the season, they got that draw against West Ham. Team have looked good. Of course, they went to Anfield, took the lead there. Um, maybe unfortunate not to come away with anything, but I think many teams are going to go to Anfield and, and struggle to get anything there against Spurs as well. They made it difficult at times. I mentioned earlier in the show about that. 
Um, of course, in the, in, the, in the Carabao Cup, they're through to the next round. They won, they won their, their second round game. Um, then, of course, you know, they went away to Brentford, got a draw there as well. Brentford side, who I, I've obviously made very clear, I do like this season. So, yeah, I, I think it's been a fairly positive start for Bournemouth. Obviously, it's been tough run of games there. I mentioned some big team, West Ham, Tottenham, Liverpool, Brentford. Got some other difficult games. Of course, Chelsea, I still think is going to be a tough game. Brighton and Arsenal. So, yeah, tough opening start to the season. But, uh, yeah, I think I think there's been reasons to be optimistic. And uh, that's why I do think they'll get a draw. I think maybe a, a win's probably stretching it just a bit too far. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think they look good for at least a draw here. OK, then we just mentioned Everton. And Sunday, season host Arsenal. Now, last season, Sean Dyche's men won in what was his first match in charge of the club. That was a 1-0 win. Craig, can I tempt you with 18-1 to 1 for the same outcome? No, Dan, you can't. No, I'm going to be in the corner of Arsenal here, quite firmly. Um, I don't think it's been flashy so far from Arsenal. More workmanlike, really. Um, but actually, when you look at this game and the challenges that Everton away brings, that's maybe a bit of a positive for Arsenal coming into this one. Um, as you said, they did get beat here last season. They were playing very well at that point. This time, I just think they're going to go up there. I just think they're going to work hard, grind out three points and take them home. I don't think it's going to be the prettiest Arsenal performance that we'll see. I don't really think they've been very sort of pretty as such so far this season. Um, but I just think that they're getting the job done. I think they're they're quite workmanlike. They're, they're efficient. They're professional. And I think that's exactly what you need when you're going away to Everton, especially when Son Dyche is still there. Um, so, yeah, I fancy Arsenal to win this and take three points home. OK, and Jamie, in terms of goals, Everton are finally off the mm. mark. But could this one be under 2.5 in total or to 13 to 10? Yeah, look, I think interesting there what Craig said. Obviously, Arsenal haven't looked at quite their, their brilliant best so far this season. But I think maybe that win against Manchester United and the way it happened, I think that that might now really kick them on. I think it's going to be interesting to really see how they do respond from that Arsenal and, and then maybe look to really kick on. I think it was such a big win, obviously, you know, scoring those two late goals as well. Um, so I think this weekend, I think we will see them kick on and I think it's going to be an emphatic win. I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here. Um, I don't think Everton will contribute to the goals here. So I think it's going to be a, a big Arsenal win. Um, Everton, they've really conceded eight goals in their opening four matches and uh, I think they're going to be conceding plenty more here against Arsenal. So yeah, over, over 2.5 goals is the way I'd be going. OK, then we can't forget Monday Night Football either. And Craig Forrest, the host to a Burnley side that are yet to get off the mark, it's even for the home win. Are you willing to back Steve Cooper's men at the start of next week? Yeah, I think this is a really tough one to pick. Um, you've sort of got to ask yourself a couple of questions to try and get to the bottom of this. And the first being, can you trust Nottingham Forest to back up their Chelsea performance? Um, or are you going to go with Burnley to change their style a bit and be a little more cautious, change their approach and hopefully defend a little better. Um, I remember watching Sheffield United play Forest a few weeks back and, and Sheffield United went to Forest and gave them a real scare. I thought they played quite well and I had plenty of chances. And, and Forest did look very vulnerable at the back. Um, that should give Burnley hope. And to be honest, the, the way that I've actually picked who I'm going with here is just simply looking at the odds because I don't think there's much value in a Forest win at evens, but Burnley at 12-5, to five, sort of 5-2-ish, to two -ish, um, I think this is a bang-on 50-50 game. So, so I would go with Burnley in the hope that they can sort of shore things up at the back. Um, and they are good enough going forward to, to give Nottingham Forest some problems. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to edge, edge it to Burnley. And Jamie, if you're looking at this game from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see the ebb and the flow of this one? 
Mm. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to go in a different direction here. I think it's going to be a comfortable Nottingham Forest win. Um, obviously, so far, obviously, narrow defeats against uh, United and Arsenal. Obviously, losing by one goal in each of those games. So, maybe unlucky to come away with nothing from those two games. But then, of course, you look at that, that massive win versus Chelsea. Obviously, away at Stamford Bridge. Um, we mentioned that win against Sheffield United too. Um, for me as well, Burnley, they just to kind of look toothless at the moment. And uh, yeah, obviously suffered those three home defeats. So yeah, it's been a really difficult start to the season. You know, Craig has mentioned it, Vincent Company does need to make some sort of change because at the moment they just look kind of so vulnerable at the back as well. So yeah, I, I, I think that Nottingham Forest can take full advantage here. I think they'll be leading half-time, winning at full-time as well. Um, and that you can get that at 13-5. to five. Right, we've just got time to dive into the top and the bottom of the championship. Leaders Preston are at home to Plymouth on Saturday. Home win is also evens here. Craig, can the Deepdale outfit pick up another three points? Yeah, I think Preston are a really good bet on Saturday. Uh, two sort of fairly simple reasons for me. The first thing about Preston, they're an incredibly well-oiled well machine. Um, they, they're a very hard-working team. They play together as a team. There's no stars carrying them along. This is a real joint effort. Um, they've started the season very well. They've finished last season very well, just missed out on the playoffs. Continued that momentum through the summer. Um, playing very well, good team, uh, and I think they're good enough to get the job done. Second thing I would say is, based on Plymouth, I, I do like Plymouth, and I think they're going to stay up in the Championship this season. But to me, their strength's all about playing at home and really getting at teams when they're at home. I don't think they're going to get many points away from home this season. Um, so, yeah, Preston to win for me. Okay, then, Jamie, it is Middlesbrough that are seriously suffering from a playoff hangover. They go to Blackburn on Saturday, lying bottom of the table. Is a first league win out of the question, odds of 17 to 10? Yeah, I mean, this comes as a real shock, obviously, Michael Carrick doing so well last season. But, yeah, at the moment, his team just looked really poor or so. I don't think they will. I think Blackburn are going to come away with the win here. Um, as I said, they just look really poor at the moment. Um, obviously, four defeats from five at the moment. Uh, Blackburn themselves, they made maybe a little mixed start to the season. Two wins, a draw and two defeats. But uh, I think they'll have enough here to kind of make it three wins and just take full advantage of a Middlesbrough side who are really struggling at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fifth defeat of the season for, for Michael Carrick and Middlesbrough. Bad news for the borough, but hopefully good news for us because it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each, we combine it into an acker, we try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens, and let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, I, th I thought I'd come back and uh, I'm sure you're missing the League One tips with me not being on the show, so I thought I'd bring a League One tip for this one. So I'm going to go with Lincoln to beat Carlisle. Uh, Lincoln are available at 17 to 20. So an absolutely dreadful start to the season for Lincoln, losing 3-0 away at Bolton. Uh, but since then, they've, they've gone five games unbeaten, three wins and two draws, really turned things around. Um, two of those games have been at home where they've been absolutely brilliant. They've beat Blackpool and Wickham, two sort of above side, average sides in League One, and they've beaten both by a score of 3-0. Um, good points away from home coming to Carlisle, to me, they're just still adjusting to life in League One. Um, this is not going to be an easy away trip for them at all. They've won just one of their six games so far, taken only one point from three away games. So it's Lincoln for me to continue their impressive home form and get a win here over Carlisle. Fantastic. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? 
Yeah, I'm going to go for Atletico Madrid uh, to beat Valencia at evens. Um, Atletico Madrid, they uh, produced a very emphatic win in, in their last outing, winning 7-0. Um, that win has, has them in fourth place, um, despite playing one less game than, than most other teams. So, been a good start for Atletico so far. Uh, Valencia, slightly mixed start, but uh, obviously their last two games have ended in defeat. And uh, I think it's going to be another one here on the weekend. I think they're going to lose to Atletico at evens. OK, I'm going to stay in Spain as Real Madrid play host to Real Sociedad and the hosts have made a perfect start to this new season. Four wins from four and Carlo Ancelotti's men are currently top of the La Liga shop. As for opponents Real Sociedad, they've been solid rather than spectacular, unbeaten this season, but it's three draws from four. And I think this will see Los Blancos earn a fifth win in a row, odds of 13 to 20. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets websites. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. And we forgot to mention Japan's 4-1 win over Germany. Yeah, I know. We, I can't believe we forgot to mention at the beginning. Um, podcast favourites, Japan coming good again and helping Germany sack their manager. Uh, looking absolutely sublime in the, in the process of it as well. Uh, hopefully some people remembered the World Cup talk and managed to get on Japan the other day. Well, yeah, they were, they were absolutely crazy. Um, really, 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 really good side. Keep keep them on your side in the next World Cup. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I've loved being back talking football with you two. Uh, quick fleeting visit to cover for Sam. Um, but, yeah, it's been really good talking and hopefully we can find a few winners. It's been a pleasure, Craig. The door's always open for you. And, Jamie, thanks for your time and showing your betting insights with me. Yeah, all good, thanks, Dan. And, yeah, just looking forward to, to the Premier League being back of... As I keep mentioning, just loving Angeball at the moment. Um, and yeah, just exciting to finally wanting the international break to be over as a Spurs fan. Obviously, always, you know, often we're kind of looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, it's very nice to kind of be looking forward to watching our team play. And uh, yeah, looking forward to lots of other, the other Premier League games as well. So yeah, bring on the weekend. Absolutely. Right. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time... Goodbye.